it's not very often we get to have the GOAT conversation and there not be much dispute. It is a very rare occasion. But on this edition of the Sports Cubicle with the Marvelous One, Dan Marver, Devin Single, Paul Shavari, and myself, Mike Mercado, we get to have that conversation about a very specific player, a very specific athlete. And that is Serena Williams, who announced earlier this week that she's evolving from the sport of professional tennis. This is somebody who's on any Mount Rushmore. This is somebody who's the greatest, and it's not even arguable, on her side of the tennis court. Some may argue she's the best to ever hold a racket. That is not for us to decide, but it is, without a doubt, one of the greatest athletes of any sport, of any generation's play, and we had the honor to watch her. Paul, when you saw this news break and you saw that one of the greatest to ever do anything on this planet is finally hanging it up over the next few tournaments. We saw her actually get bounced in the first round. So we know that the sport is catching up to her. She is a mom, had complications with the birth of her child. She, you know, a, 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 a hero all in all. But when you heard this news, what did you think? Well, it's just definitely just a, it's uh, sad to see a great player call it quits. I know it's been some time since she's won a grand slam, uh, you know, tournament, but she still performed well uh, all the way through her career and up until recently. And, uh, you know, it's just anytime someone that's really, really good steps down, it, it makes you kind of think of their era and what, what they've accomplished and how you just don't get to see that that often. Now, I know when it comes to tennis, we've been kind of spoiled overall men's and women's because, you know, you talk about Roger Federer, Rafa Nadal and Novak Djokovic and then couple that with with Serena Williams and what she did on her own on the women's side and Venus you think of, of that well and Venus too Venus too I mean but you know but then where do we draw the line like Caroline Wozniacki and you know like you know like you know 100 percent it's 100 you, you know, percent right you don't just name everybody it's, it's really just the four that I named like the three men and Serena mm -hmm. really just the four of them carried tennis the last quarter century 100 now let me ask you this and i'm going to throw it to devin in a second but you brought up that interesting point of where the cutoff is i think a lot of people they hold one thing against serena if that's possible but you know how sports mean you know how this this dirty industry that we are does things they give her a hard time because she never really had a rival because she wiped the floor with everybody in her prime and a lot of people thought Venus was going to be her rival. But here's the thing. Like, these are sisters. They don't have necessarily, you know, they say matchups make fights. They don't have the best matchup to go against each other to make the most entertaining thing at the U.S. Open, at a Wimbledon. But do you think, and I'm going to throw to, to Dev in a second, but Paulie, do you think that, did that have anything to do with maybe why we don't celebrate her even more the way we do Ali and Jordan or Tiger? Or do you think it's just, you know, this is as much flowers as we were ever going to give her. I, well, I think a lot of it is just there's not a lot of people that are into women's tennis mm. or can appreciate a, you know, when you, some of the names that, you know, you mentioned, you know, Ali amongst, you know, some of the greats, you know, men, men's sports and especially, you know, sport, a sport like boxing in its prime, people were really into that. I don't think a lot of people get into women's women's tennis. And, you know, so so from an outsider you know the name because she's a celebrity and she's earned that that right to be a celebrity in her industry and beyond but i, I think it's it's that you know the pot the the lack of popularity for women's tennis specifically and women's sports in general but i mean i think the fact that she's a black woman so i think automatically she's you know got uh the fact that she's she's a female and people are just not into female sports and and she's an african-american and you know they they get 
a certain treatment in this country that's different from a white male. And, and I think um, when you put that in there, you know, that's that's why she's not um, a household name to people that really should be treating her as a household name because she is a household name. And, and you know, despite the fact she didn't have great competition like, you know, Federer, Nadal and, and Djokovic were all all in the same era. You know, she still had great tennis players that she played against. And you and you mentioned her sister. You know, you think of it, too, how she comes up, you know, her sister's older than her by a couple of years. But I remember when Venus was supposed to be the next big thing. And Venus was a great tennis player in her own right, but she's not anything like Serena. And I think the fact that Serena had to kind of come out of her sister's shadow, work well with her sister as a doubles partner, and, and then just accomplish everything that she has on her own, um, you know, nearly you know, tying Margaret Court's record for most Grand Slam titles. So it's, um, you know, in, in the wake of, um, I think, what, Martina Navratilova or Monica Seles or, you know, Steffi Graf uh, being like some of the last great, you know, tennis players, uh, women's tennis players, Serena really carved out such a legacy for herself that really separates her from some of those those names that I mentioned. Very well put. Dev, you heard this breaking news. Like Paulie mentioned, we've been blessed from Jovovich and Nadal and Federer to Serena and just some of the classic matchups that we got to see. One of the greatest ever, somebody who personified both being able to be a super athlete and a sex symbol and a entrepreneur and somebody who produced movies, helped Will Smith win an Oscar, portraying her father and King Richard. What did you think when you heard the news that Serena Williams will be evolving, not officially retiring, but evolving, moving on with her life as much as she can from the game of tennis? It was more a shock of like, oh, she's still doing this. Like she's been going on for what, like 10, 15, almost 15 years now, if even. I mean, she's been just kind of, what was that? Probably longer at this point. 20. Yeah. 20 years. Thank you, Paul. I mean, it's one of those things like just, it. It's one of those things, if you can play a sport for 20 years, you must be pretty dang good at it. You know, we've seen several male athletes retire within 10 years in every, you know, any sport. I mean, yeah, I'm kind of with, as Paul said, I'm not the biggest women's tennis fan, but I can tell you, I know who Serena Williams is. And if you look at that, like Mount Rushmore of like, you know, the goats, you're going to have Jordan, you're going to have Tom Brady. And I think Serena Williams will be the only woman on that Mount Rushmore of, you know, the all time goats in sports history here. And Mercado, you say she doesn't have a rivalry. Do you not forget the Oreo milk dunk off between Serena Williams and Eli Manning of 2006, 7, 08, and 09? You're, right. you're right. You're right. When you're right, you're right. But <laughs> she, she was, you're right. And she was crossed. She did hit the mainstream. Yeah, as I was just going to say, I'm like, if you've been a guest star on The Simpsons, I think that means you've made it in life. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm happy that Serena Williams is taking some time for herself and not fully retiring. But if Serena Williams were to actually fully retire today, I don't think anyone would criticize her. It's like, this is the career that, you know, some people can only dream of. Yeah. No, it's a it's a once in a lifetime, once in a generation, one of the, the goats. And I think we are so lucky. And I think I hopefully we don't take it for granted. I think it's one of the reasons that we cover so many sports that we aren't just baseball fans and football fans and basketball fans. It's why we're interested in two specific sports that had a fallout in our generation. And two people brought it back in women's tennis. It was Serena Williams and in professional golf. It was Tiger Woods. And both of these two athletes belong in the Mount Rushmore and to see now Tiger Woods towards the end of that career, even having that great comeback and Serena moving on. And now we're telling her story and her sister's story and their father's story as a thing of history. 
I hope sports fans, I hope fans in general are able to enjoy it because it's not every day you get to see unicorns play some of the greatest sports on this planet. But we want to know your thoughts on Twitter at SportsCubicleTV. Serena Williams, she is evolving from the sport of tennis. Where does she rank? Not just amongst the greatest in tennis, but the greatest in all professional sports. Let us know your thoughts. But we move on from one GOAT to another. We lost Bill Russell and it has been something that the NBA world has been talking about. The sports world has been talking about somebody who just impacted a Forrest Gump-esque life. Not just in the sports world, but in the real world. Just doing so many amazing things. And now it was announced the first player in the NBA to have his number retired in all stadiums, all jerseys, all cities. Paulie, you brought this news to me. I thought this was wonderful news. It was something that really broke throughout social media. It's been something people were calling about. I know we always talk jokingly here on the Sports Cubicle with Paul Shivari, Devin Single, the marvelous one, Dan Marvin, myself, Mike Mercado, that Michael Jordan and the Bulls should be celebrated everywhere. There should be a Jordan statue in every city, even if they don't have a basketball team. But in all reality, Bill Russell did deserve this. What are your thoughts seeing that, uh, that one of the legends is getting honored this way? Well, it's neat that they they chose Bill Russell, you know, and, and just to kind of keep the, the Jordan LeBron argument out of it. And and aside from Bill Russell, who else can you think of that did justice to the number six? Yeah, you're right. I mean, it wasn't LeBron, but LeBron, <laughs> LeBron in Miami. And, yeah, and I mean yeah. that, you know, I think LeBron even, too, I think with uh, Team USA wore six, I think. Right. Um, I believe so. And he's wearing six in Miami. Oh, did he wear six in Los Angeles or is he back to 23? No, he's, now he's 23. He's been okay, 23 yeah, since yeah. he left Miami. But yeah, but I mean, you know, so I think I think, you know, that, that kind of whether the NBA intentionally did that or not, or LeBron did that intentionally or not. Um, I, I think it's kind of neat that just the number has that much magic to it that, you know, of the 11 championships for Bill Russell and just what he means to the sport in terms of the the winning reputation, the um, just at the height of the civil rights movement, being a player coach and, and the first African-American coach and to win championships and, you know, to, to have the dual Hall of Fame as, as a player and a coach as well. I, I think it's just really neat that they're choosing to honor him. They've named the the finals MVP trophy after him already. So Bill Russell means a lot to this game. And I think, you know, the legacy of the Boston Celtics and what they were just doing to teams in the sixties. And, you know, it's always the first name that gets mentioned when you talk about the Celtics of the sixties, it's, you know, it's not Bob Cousy and it's not, you know, the other guys, it's, it's always going to start with Russell, you know? And so, I, I think it, it means a lot to the sport, and it's it's interesting. I, I was wondering if the NBA would ever do that, and I and I think if you would have said, oh, it's a guarantee that it would happen, I would think it would be Jordan or, you know, Kareem or maybe Magic Johnson. I You know, like, it's not that I wouldn't have thought of, of Russell. He probably would have been fourth or fifth on my list, but I, I just think it's neat that the NBA is choosing to, to really celebrate this guy for all that he's done. And I think deservedly so, because I think he did a lot of things on and off the court that, uh, that, that need to be recognized. Before I throw it to big dev to kind of wrap up these, these little segments on us being able to really throw flowers at some legends. I think what's interesting for hoop heads and basketball diehards like myself, who love the NBA, who live and breathe and die. Every news that we see is, it's the youngest of the sports right there with, you know, the NFL, like a lot of these like football, 150 years collegiately, right? Baseball has been playing since the Civil War. The National Basketball Association, the NBA, something that happened in Springfield is fairly new compared to these sports. And it's just now that we're really starting to lose 
not just legends, but top Hall of Famers. I think it's in the last 30 years, we've lost none. And then in the last 10, there's been 17 or 11 Hall of Famers who have died from the NBA. That is a lot. You don't you don't see that in a lot of sports because so many sports are older. And Bill Russell was one of those guys where it didn't matter if it was a kid coming out from Duke in his first year or a 12-year veteran. When he was around at the NBA Finals or the All-Star Game, everybody shut up, stood up straight, and went to say hello to Mr. Russell. It wasn't Bill. It was Mr. Russell. Dev, when you, when you saw this, that number six will be retired around the NBA, what did you think uh, the legend Bill Russell getting one last huge uh, accomplishment? Well, there's only one other person that has their entire number retired through an entire sport, and that's Jackie Robinson in MLB. Number 42 is retired for all he did on the field and off the fields. And I think with Bill Russell, you know, all he did on the court and off the court, you know, these are both, you know, everyone knows Jackie Robinson, great ball player and a great man, the civil rights, you know, era. And same with Bill Russell here. And it's like, these are two, these are pedestals. You don't really put too many people on here. These guys are roughly about the same there. I mean, Bill Russell won more championships, but much different sport. But I gotta say, you know, it's like, it goes back to our conversation from one goat to the next. It's like, if you were to tell me, do you, I'm going to throw a question back to both of you guys. Do you think in any other sport, you know, is there going to be another player other than Jackie Robinson or Bill Russell that you think their number will be retired through the entire league of any sport? Because I don't think there will be. Well, well, I don't think it'll ever happen in football, but but maybe. But it's already happened in the NHL. Mm. And think about it. Which number in the NHL has already been retired? Ooh, trivia question. Let us know. We're going to sure. Let it know. Let it hang. Let it hang. Winner, let us know on Twitter. At there's only one. There's only one person that would ever get that honor in the NHL. Well, it's the great one then. It, yeah, is yeah. it? So, what is his name? Is literally the great one. Yeah. yeah, it's the great one. So, the so 99 uh, has been. I and I'm I'm pretty sure I that was an official proclamation. Great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're gonna be so mad at us, all the hockey fans. They're just gonna be so upset at us on this edition of the sports. Hey, at least ball. you landed on it within like seconds of me mentioning it. Wasn't yeah. like we edited this together. You know. <laughs> no, yeah. No, it ended, but uh, we're going to make sure there's a long pause for about five minutes to <laughs> sweet answers. But I have one answer, and it's somebody that I don't think uh, is going to happen, but it might be a little personal too. Roberto Clemente, I mean, somebody who had such huge humanitarian work, passed away doing humanitarian work, and was one of the greatest, the greatest defensive right fielder of all time to begin with. Arguably the greatest Pittsburgh Pirate if we don't count Barry Bonds, or if we're doing that weird math that we do count Barry Bonds before he went to San Francisco. Hannes Wagner is is the best Pirate of all time. But I'm I'm with you, though, that I think Clemente, because I think of the the statement that Latin America has put on on baseball. You know, it's it's an American sport, and and obviously Latin America has a huge influence on the United States, um, you know, even going back to the Civil War. And, And I think... Um, just with what Clemente has meant to the game and, and all the players that have come since, um, I, I think it's important that he gets recognized. And it's perfect since exactly half of Jackie Robinson, 42-21, uh, you know. Um, I see what you, you know. So, yeah, I mean, I, and, and they've been they've been talking about that. At the very least, I'd like to see where they all do a game where everyone wears 21. At oh, the very cool. least, the Pirates are like do like a, a Latin American Heritage game with, with all 21s. 
Hey, we're playing in Iowa tonight as of this recording if you're listening to the Sports Cubicle. So why not head back to Puerto Rico? Why not go to the Dominican Republic? That'll be a conversation maybe we save for next episode of the Sports Cubicle of potential places we would like to see baseball go to because we know the Cubs and Cardinals are going to London. So that'll be something I would like to talk to our audience and to my boys here. But that'll do it for us as we talk about some legends, a GOAT retiring and a GOAT getting a little bit more recognition. It's always a great time when I get to talk to the boys to the crew when we get to sip on our coffee stop doing our work and get paid on company time as we talk sports it's the marvelous one dan marver it's devin tingle it's paul shivari i'm mike mercado we got a lot left here on the sports cubicle on wcpt 8 20 a.m we're on twitter at sports cubicle tv